Come grow with us. The Rock is one church in multiple locations. We want to invite you to a kingdom experience filled with powerful praise and worship and transformational kingdom teaching from the kingdom voice, Dr. Dana Carson. You are invited to join us every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. at The Rock Cathedral, located at 4101 Broadway in Houston, Texas. For more information and other worship encounters, visit therockwoi.com. Coming up next on The Kingdom Voice. Now, when is the last time you fought Satan? When is the last time you discovered him at work? When is the last time you stood your ground? Having done all the stand, you stood anyway. Why have you found yourself? You used to be hearing God, but now you're hearing God. Have you asked yourself, how did that happen? Well, if you don't know, I can tell you, it was the devil. The following message by Apostle Dr. Dana Carson is made possible by DCKM Partners, assisting people to know God, making Him known to others, and spreading the kingdom message around the world. Check out our website, drdanacarson.org, where you can hear much more from The Kingdom Voice. In this gospel of the kingdom shall be spread across the world. Welcome to the Kingdom Voice broadcast with Dr. Dana Carson. Today's message is coming from the powerful series, Kingdom Power. In today's message, Dr. Carson talks about Jesus and the kingdom in the now, coming from Matthew chapter 12, verses 22 through 30. With Israel, the tradition of men replaced the presence of the kingdom. And they no longer reflected God. So the Jewish expectation at that time was that the Messiah would come and he would oppress the enemies of Israel and manifest God's kingdom economically, politically, militarily. He would, it would be a takeover. They were expecting a political coup, a divine takeover. This is what Judas called himself doing. He wasn't just simply betraying Jesus for 30 pieces of silver. But when you don't understand the background, then that's, you, you say he did it for money. He didn't do it for money. He made a little money on top of what he wanted to do. Now, he thought he was going to force the hand of Jesus and make him use his power against Rome. Because Judas was a zealot. And zealots, they rebelled against Roman rule and government. And so Judas was not subject to the Romans. And he saw Jesus as the real deal. Now I want you to get this. He saw, Judas saw Jesus as the real deal. And because he saw Jesus as the real deal, he decided that 
Jesus was not going to do what God wanted him to do according to the will of God. Judas comprised his own agenda. See, sometimes you can see God as the real deal, but you miss God because you follow your own agenda. You may say, I believe in God. I believe that he is. I know where my blessings come from. But yet and still, you use him for your agenda to get your 30 pieces of silver and don't understand you're betraying his kingdom. <clears throat> Thus it was the expectation of the Jewish people that this age, which is ruled by Satan and governed by evil, would be done away with. That's what their expectation was when you open up in the New Testament. That's the reason you start seeing the, the, the concept of the Old Testament, Malkuth Shamaim, uh, the kingdom of heaven, which only appears uh, once or twice in the Older Testament. But in the Newer Testament, you start seeing the phrase, Basilea to Theu, the kingdom of God. And it's everywhere. Why? Because the hope of Israel was predicated upon the manifestation of the kingdom of God. And hence, they expected the kingdom of God, which is the age to come, to break in in this age, which is the evil age. The age that is run and ruled by Satan. Now, they were expecting the Messiah to come and the power of Satan would be overturned by the power of God. I want you to understand, whenever you see a kingdom manifestation, you're going to always see power. Now, I'm going to say that again. There is no kingdom without power. And that's the problem with the church. It has no power because it is not reflecting the kingdom. It is not the kingdom. It is not synonymous in nomenclature. Hence, when you say the kingdom of God, you are not saying church. Church has been given the keys to usher people into the kingdom. So what is supposed to happen is the church is supposed to be comprised of kingdom citizens that have the jurisdiction over allowing people in and out of the kingdom. So if you're a part of the church and you're not a part of the kingdom, you're really not a part of the church. I know some of us would much rather, we would prefer to be ignorant and massaged and seduced by satanic messages that allow you to get happy when you know you're living wayward. Why would you want to hear God say, well done, when you know you didn't do it? I can't get no help in here. church that allows sinners to continue to come in and pose 
saints and never teach them what God's requirements are. You mean to tell me every week everybody's right? Don't nobody need correction? My Bible says whom the Lord loves. Y'all don't want to talk to me. My Bible says whom the Lord loves, he what? He chastens and rebukes. Walking with God is a life of correction. And if you can't handle correction, you can't handle God. Because the Bible said, beloved, it does not appear what we shall be, but when we see him, we will be like him. The Bible says that we are to conform to the image of his son, which means that when I look at myself and I look at Jesus, only one word comes to mind. I need to change. But the only way that I can change is I've got to walk in light in order to see my darkness. But if I stay in darkness, I will never be able to see my need of correction. So ignorance is one of your worst enemies. Stay tuned for more from The Kingdom Voice. We'll be right back after this. Some people believe that physical gathering is optional based on the reality that the church was forced to provide online-only services due to the mandatory physical restrictions of the late COVID-19 pandemic. But what does God say? Dr. Dana Carson, the 21st Century Kingdom Voice, has come to the rescue once again. In his new book, Why We Gather, Is Physical Gathering an Option? He has thoroughly searched the scriptures and brought to light God's expectation for the church from the Older Testament to the Newer Testament to our contemporary church context. Discover what the Bible teaches about physical church gathering and how it applies to your life. Order your copy of this dynamic book today at drdanacarson.org. That's drdanacarson.org. Now, back to this life-changing message from the Kingdom Voice. Jesus, the Messiah, had come through 42 generations, which both the Matthean and the Lucan gospel spares no efforts to connect Jesus, the Messiah, with the lineage of David. And John ensured that he would be known as the Son of God. So as they established him as the son of man, John says, in the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. And the word became flesh and dwelt upon us. And therefore, you see the son of man and the son of God. He represents both God and man. Hence, Jesus inaugurated the kingdom. And so what is inauguration? Everybody say inauguration. Inauguration Inauguration is the beginning or an introduction of a system, a policy, or a period of time. So Jesus inaugurated a new system, policy, and period of time, which meant the kingdom in the now became a new beginning. And the kingdom in the now, Jesus came to ensure that you understood the policies of the kingdom of God. Thus he said, think not that I have come to destroy the law and the prophets, but I have come to fulfill them or to make them clear. 
Now, Jesus inaugurates the kingdom. This is another aspect of the kingdom because the kingdom in time and history is incarcerated by Roman impression and is seduced by the traditions of men. Thus, they no longer reflect the ways of God. And so now God says, enough of this foolishness. I've got to come down myself. I've got to now come and show people an authentic reflection of my kingdom. And thus, it is the, when we look at Jesus, he inaugurates the kingdom. He has a ceremonial induction. The angels sing to the shepherds. Glory to God in the highest and peace on earth and goodwill towards men. Thus he gets on induction. The birth of Jesus said, he that was to be born king of the Jews. He ushered in another system. <coughs> he ushered in another system, a new understanding of policy, and another break in time. Inauguration. You hear us say it, but what does it mean? So Jesus is bringing in a new age. Everybody say a new age. So Jesus' inauguration inaugurates the presence of the kingdom. And in his inauguration, he is ushering in a new age. Now, I refer to this new age as the kingdom in the now. Now, I'm intentional about using the words the kingdom in the now versus the kingdom now. Because there is a movement called the Kingdom Now Movement, which is predicated upon dominion theology or world takeover. And that's not what I'm referring to. The Kingdom in the Now is a, is a phrase that I coined myself to make sure that there was a distinction between the Kingdom Now and the kingdom in the now. So some of you need to be real studious when you study in the kingdom. So don't you don't go around and say, my apostle teaches the kingdom now. He said, well, you ain't got to worry about that with me because I don't tell nobody nothing that you, you teach. I don't be understanding myself. I, I be up in here kind of help myself, trying to stop from going to sleep. And I, I still, for the life of me, don't know why you talk so long. Now, 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 the kingdom, <laughs> my wife, <laughs> uh, the kingdom in the now simply is what it says. It is the manifestation of the kingdom in the presence of the ministry of Jesus Christ and where he ushered in the presence of the future in the now. He brought to bear the presence of the future in the now. So everything that the now is to contain, he brings it into the realm 
of this age so that you can experience it in the now. So whenever someone is healed from sickness and disease, there is no sickness in the kingdom. So they have they have an encounter and an experience with the kingdom. The kingdom is not an ideology. The kingdom is an experience. And so it is an experience where God converts the sinner and gives him a brand new spirit. That's an encounter. It is when demons are cast out. It's when people are made well. It's the clash of the kingdom with the kingdom of God demonstrating superiority and authority over the kingdom of darkness. The church doesn't understand the power of the kingdom in the now. But when the church operates in kingdom, we attack the enemy and we understand that we have we have authority over the power of all the power of the enemy. That's the reason you would do nothing Christian. The kingdom in the now is in conflicts. Conflict with the kingdoms of this world. And this is the reason the sociological church is an affront and an assault to the kingdom because the sociological church agenda is to become one with society this is what Israel got this is how Israel got in trouble she wanted to be like the worlds around her and some of you 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 mock at Christian dress and uh, ways and practices and you spend all your money and time trying to mimic the world. You spend all your money on clothes and hair and nails. Y'all don't like me. Trying to make yourself cute without considering the internal state of your heart. Thus, you need to understand Kingdom theology is so important because it's the only theology that recognizes the reality and the existence of Satan. Satan, for most of us, ain't nothing but a scapegoat. Everything that is not, that we don't like, we say, the devil is a liar. Flip Wilson made it popular years ago. Whatever he did when he was doing the, uh, the uh, character Geraldine, he would say, the devil made me do it. And this, the devil made me do it, society. We don't really believe in the presence of Satan. And if you don't believe in the presence of Satan, you cannot believe in the presence of God. Because it is God who told us there was a Satan. And so if you don't believe there was a Satan, then you don't believe there was a God. But if you believe there is a Satan, then you know that someone is coming against your life. Jesus said the enemy comes to steal, to kill, and destroy. And he seduces you. He seduces you with the tools of this life. <coughs> <coughs> He, he seduces you with the lust of the flesh, 
the lust of the eyes and the pride of life. He tells you, don't pay attention to that man. That man ain't talking about nothing. The Bible ain't true. The Bible ain't. How you know? You got all these world religions. You, how you know what to believe? You don't know what to believe. Don't listen to that man. Don't listen to that man. And who is that? Telling you don't listen to that man. That's me. If it was you, why didn't it originate with you? Why was something came to you? <clears throat> you say, how you know? It, it didn't originate with me. Well, because if it had originated with you, you wouldn't have listened to me from the beginning. So for the fact that you listened to me, Something else came to you after something came to you and said, listen to him. Something else came to you and said, don't listen to him. Who was that? Who was that masked man? Thus, you need to understand The devil wants to run ramshod in your life. And he's the best. He's best when you don't believe he exists. And then he's better when you believe he exists, but you underestimate his ability. Hence, what Jesus ushered in was a clash. It was a conflict. It was warfare. And so the question is, are you fit to war with Satan? And if you don't believe in Satan, then he is shouting over you. Woo! You don't have to believe in me, son, because I believe in you. And he believes in you so much and he's so good at what he does, you can't even distinguish his voice from your voice. <clears throat> Thus, this concept of Satan and demons, Jesus chooses to unravel and unfold for us the kingdom in his clash with Satan. Do you believe in the devil? I want you to understand that the devil is so effective at what he does and he's so relevant that everything that will destroy you, he has something to do with it. Whether it's a wayward relationship, whether it's a career gone bad, whether some he had something to do with it. The Bible teaches us that everything that goes bad for you, Satan is involved in it. The Bible says every good and perfect gift comes from God. But I want you to understand, Satan cannot do anything to you without God's permission. Why would God give Satan permission 
to do things to you when you are defenseless. It's because you're not defenseless unless you can recognize who Satan is. Y'all don't like me. The devil is coming to steal, to kill, and destroy. The Bible says he walks around like a roaring lion. See, some of you are afraid to believe in the devil, but you just got, you know, you just crazy about God. Well, you can't have a godly theology without a demonic one. I want you to understand, it was Satan that caused humanity to fall. We're in the situation that we're in because of the serpent. Now, when is the last time you fought Satan. When is the last time you discovered him at work? When is the last time you stood your ground? Having done all the stand, you stood anyway. Why well, have you found yourself? You used to be hearing God, but now you're hearing God. Have you asked yourself, how did that happen? Well, if you don't know, I can tell you, it was the devil. to get ready to close this but before Jesus dealt with the demon in this man's life Jesus had to first deal with the devil in his own life see that's the problem too many of you are willing to meet with people with people and they stupid enough to listen to you when you have not dealt with the devil in your own life but you're gonna help me deal with the devil how you gonna help me deal with the devil and don't even know the devil is in your house how you gonna help me Thank you for listening to the kingdom teaching of Dr. Dana Carson. If you would like to hear this message in its entirety, visit drdanacarson.org slash TV. For more kingdom teachings and transformational messages, subscribe to our YouTube page at Dr. Dana Carson. The Kingdom Theological Seminary offers a quality yet affordable theological education for those seeking to increase their kingdom biblical knowledge. The Kingdom Theological Seminary is the only seminary of its kind that provides biblical training with a kingdom of God emphasis based on the original context of Jesus, void of the effects of the Romanization, Europeanization, colonization, westernization, and Americanization of the gospel. The Kingdom Theological Seminary is what we consider a disruptive seminary that takes a holistic approach to theological training. KTS is designed to prepare students for actual hands-on instruction that is customized to each learner's need. Oftentimes, when students complete the traditional model of seminary, they are unable to use 85% of the things that they learned in actual ministry. The Kingdom Theological Seminary is designed to prepare the learner for 21st century ministry that is based on your interests and ministry areas of focus. KTS allows you to customize your education to fit your individual ministry needs. You can choose the certification modules or individual classes that can be applied toward your degree. The Kingdom Theological Seminary is truly disruptive. We don't force a set of unusable courses on you and waste your time and money. Instead, each student is able to put together their own cluster of certifications that best fit their ministry needs. 
The Kingdom Theological Seminary is the seminary of the future and will rapidly secure a space in this 21st century ministry culture. It is designed to meet the needs of a plethora of new non-denominational church fellowships that desire their clergy to be trained in the most effective, efficient, and relevant manner possible, utilizing modern technology and cutting-edge methodologies. For more information about the Kingdom Theological Seminary or to enroll in the KTS waiting list for the fall semester, visit us at ktseminary.com. We are training 21st century kingdom leaders like you at the Kingdom Theological Seminary. The preceding broadcast has been brought to you by DCKM Partners, helping people to know God, make Him known to others, and spread the kingdom message around the world. Find out more at drdanacarson.org. DCKM, Dana Carson, Kingdom Ministries.